0: The following is a production of Natural Bliss Podcast for a better quality of life. Welcome to It's Your Life with your host, Joyce Wheeler. My name is Randy and Joyce and I are both in the studio today. Welcome, Joyce. Hi, Randy. I understand you have an interesting guest today. I do. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about her and I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Thank you. Welcome, I'm here today, Wednesday, October 24th, 2018 with Marla Gates from the Organic for Green Living's blog. Her mission is to educate the public about health, environmental issues, and help you live a green and healthy lifestyle in every aspect of your life. Marla feels that every individual has a duty to do their part in cleaning up our toxic world and helping to preserve our planet for all future generations. She believes we should live as naturally and organically as possible in every aspect of our lives. Marlon wants to help you and your family live a happier, healthier life. Welcome to the show, Marla. It's good to have you here. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about your blog. Your blog is organic for green livings. Yes. And what got you started on this blog? What was your motivation?
1: I actually um uh, health problems. Uh, I had many allergies and, and you know uh, food allergies, um, multiple chemical sensitivities, just and other health issues, and I, I no longer could work outside of my home. It got to that point, and I was trying to find a way to something to focus on and possibly you know earn a little extra money and to um, I always liked to write a lot. I really did. And I, I was good at writing. And I thought this was a way to take things that I've experienced and to maybe help other people through blogging and, and doing it and my, you know, with my experiences I have and just to help others be aware of all the toxicity and all the things that are in the world that a lot of people aren't aware about. Uh, right. Uh, what we're eating, our what we're buying in the store, uh, all the misinformation that's out there, and all the lying is <laughs> the best. I mean, that's there's no other way to say it. That the companies do the greenwashing,
0: the and in the beauty care industry world, they call it fairy dusting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like just sugar, sugar coating things to make it look like it's something that it really isn't.
1: Right, it's just like the world natural people. I know people. Uh, my own mother has said that I, well, it's natural. It's good. I said so no, 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 no. Natural absolutely has nothing. It's just a tag they put on to mislead yep. people. There's no stipulation. It could have be filled with strychnine. You know. And right. put
0: natural on it. Right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're very deceived and you're correct about the words that are put out there to deceive the public. And the, the word natural is one of those that we, we see a lot of. And, you know, the, the thing is, too, is that these industries are, are allowed to get away with this. You know, our the regulations are so loose that they basically, these companies do whatever they want. And if they want to put arsenic in our food, then, you know, they go ahead and they pay to have that done. Just go ahead to the uh, to the government and have that done. And that's n- no big deal to them. I don't understand how they sleep at night. Nope.
1: <laughs> well, I guess that all that money helps them.
0: <laughs> have it stuffed, it's in their bed, right? <laughs>
1: Yes. The thing is, there's just there's sometimes people just don't think or care when they're making money. Unfortunately, our world is not filled with a lot of people that care about what happens to other people. I mean, yes, there is a lot of people that do care, but there's a lot of people with money that do not care, and their main objective is to make money. That's just the way life is and the way the world is. I don't think that will ever change. So we, as people, we got to more than... Anytime and ever, right. we have to start educating ourselves about what's out there and what's going on. Because if we don't, we'll put ourselves and our families at, at great risk. I'm someone else, trusting our doctor. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't trust your doctor. I'm saying do your research and make sure you know, because uh, again, your doctor only knows what they are taught. Make sure that what you are doing is the best choice. Do your research, understand what is happening, ask questions. Make sure that whatever treatment or whatever you're doing is the best choice. Do not in any way afraid to say no to a treatment. You feel that it's not safe because it is your body. That's it right. is your decision. And, you know, speaking your of the
0: body, that's one thing, too. The body does talk to us. And if there's something wrong in the body, then that's the body saying, hey. You know, look there, you know, I'm out of balance. I'm out of whack. Something within me isn't right. You got to fix me. And these pharmaceuticals that people are being given, all that's doing is turning off the part in our brain that's telling us that something's wrong the problem is still there. The problem has not been fixed. And people are so quick to go to the doctor's office, to the healthcare professional and take a pill. I had a friend of mine who was dealing with some issues and I asked her about it. She says, oh, the doctor gave me some medicine. I'm fine now. I'm like, okay. And that's the thing too. There's so many people who aren't willing to listen. How do we get people to listen to what we're telling them?
1: Well, that's a good question. I mean, if if we have a choice and, you know, some people aren't gonna listen until they get very sick and then they might still never listen. It's just like a situation of people smoke and they I mean there's no doubt or any question that smoking is very harmful to help. But yet they continue to
0: smoke. So well, that's interesting too. That you bring up um, tobacco because the tobacco the the issue with the tobacco that's even out there is there's so many chemicals that are in it. They even have fiberglass is in it. Then there there's a lot of toxic chemicals that are being used as fillers from the tobacco industry. That it's not even actual tobacco that people are smoking. So I mean, not only are they smoking, and that's are already harmful to their health, but then they're smoking cigarettes that are filled with toxins. You know, I think tobacco in its natural form isn't as harmful as what they do to it. And, you know, is that, is that possibly where all the issues are stemming from is to all the filler, the chemical fillers that these companies are allowed to put in the tobacco?
1: Plus they put things in to make it addicting so that, they have actually proven that, that they have put chemicals right. in that it makes your body crave it. And what all to do with money because they want to sell more cigarettes.
0: But my question is, if it's so bad for us and it harms us so much, why do they continue to keep it on the market? Because of what you said, it's money, you know? And then they could go ahead and then people right. go and they get lung cancer. Right. And then, you know, they're making more money from that.
1: Off the right. chemotherapy, off the irradiation, off the... And uh, my understanding... I've read many times where chemotherapy itself kills more people
0: than cancer
1: actually does. Overdosing of chemo, and plus just what chemo does, it's just putting poison in your body. It's not only killing bad cells, it's killing the good cells. It just amazes me. what. I mean, that's the first thing, chemo or radiation. And come on, let's think about what radiation Mm -hmm. is. And then there is alternative solutions out there. You just need to find them. And eventually, I think slowly it is changing, but it is slow and it is not going to happen overnight. But there is more and more people becoming aware of that it do have other options available. Well,
0: I th- I, and I think, too, that's one thing is that people have to start changing their lifestyle. And we've talked to people, uh, my husband and I, about the lifestyle that we live and how we live naturally. And we we're, we're doing things to prevent bad quality of life. We want to make sure that we're doing things so we have the best quality of life that we can have. But there's people out there that are they just they don't care. They continue to go ahead. We just recently, we're talking to a young man and he said, well, I know you guys care about the genetically modified organisms in your food, but you know what? I don't. I was just like, wow, okay. Yeah,
1: it's a personal mm-hmm. choice.
0: Exactly. But
1: uh, what's sad is uh, if you don't care about yourself, what about your if, if people have children? Like, I, it's hard. It's just hard for me to understand how they, they want to expose their own body, but to give their children, they don't know any better, a choice. They don't have a choice. They, they eat what you eat. Exactly. Exactly what you put in front of them
0: well and not only that but then you have mothers who are pregnant who aren't minding their health and they're passing these harmful toxins onto their unborn babies so that's a that's a big factor too and then we're wondering why our society is so sick
1: exactly and you know i was just listening and i've often read this about you know uh why does there's all these food allergies mm-hmm. now? And you never used to, when I was a kid. You never, that right. was, I never even heard food allergies. Or
0: autism. Well, come
1: on, wake up. There's something wrong in our food. It's it's like all the gluten allergies. It wasn't, gluten didn't become a problem until they started genetically modifying. It. Right. And that's when it, it's not, if we went, we go back to with the way our grandparents ate, where they ate, what was really, truly wheat that God provided. But it's not that anymore. It's it's been genetically modified in so many different ways. They put pesticides into seeds. They, you know, come on, that's not food, or it shouldn't be food that we eat.
0: It's not, and that's that's the problem with it. And another reason why we have so much sickness in our society is because it isn't food, And our body doesn't recognize the DNA. And it's going, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, our bodies don't know what to do with it. So it gets stored in cells. It gets stored in fat and all kinds of other places.
1: It becomes overloaded Uh uh, is what happens. It's just like you can only put, a barrel can only hold so much. And everybody's barrel is at at a different level. Okay. But after a while, when you fill it up with too much toxins, it's going to spout out over and run over. And that's when the illnesses start and, you know, oh,
0: whether it's food allergies or autoimmune uh, disorders. Uh,
1: yes. Autoimmune disorders, uh, even like autism, A-HGA, uh attention deficit disorder. i read many, many things and that um, it has to do with or link to what children eat many times where they have changed their diets and their behavior has changed dramatically.
0: And a lot of um, them, when I was doing the It's Your Life magazine, the first issue came out April 2015. And it was National Autism Awareness Month. And I had heard of people that were able to rid their children of symptoms of autism. And I could have went ahead and just, you know, talked about that and did some more research. But I wanted to make it more personal. And I found Kathleen and... Um, got her to do an interview, and she was just trying to give her son a better quality of life. And, and you know, that's the misunderstanding about autism, too, is they, they try to pinpoint it to one thing. It's the vaccines. It's the food. It's not. It's various things. And the thing is, is that these children have like, uh, let's call it a loop In their DNA, there's something in their DNA that allows for for them to get autism. Because obviously, if vaccines uh, caused autism, all children would have autism. So it's uh, underlying factors. And it's the food. Um, This mother, she put him uh, uh, organic food, but she also took out gluten. She took out dairy. There were certain things she took out of his diet. But then she also found out that he was vitamin deficient, which the majority of our society is in some act. Magnesium is a big deficiency we're dealing with. But she found out which vitamins he was deficient in, and she started supplementing those, giving him more of the foods that contain those those vitamins and minerals. And she took him to the doctor one time, and he said he shows no signs at all of being on the spectrum. So, you know, I, I'm curious to know... Again, because the spectrum is is wide. You have cases that are very mild and cases that are very dramatic. So I'm curious to see and would love to learn if there's anybody out there, or even like the age of the child. This was a young child, I think maybe six or seven he was at the time. Or even find out, you know, say like a, a teenager who's already gone through puberty and experienced all these changes in his their their bodies, if they went ahead and took these steps, if they too could be rid of the symptoms or even reduce the symptoms. So I'd be curious to know about that.
1: Yeah, that is very interesting.
0: Yeah, And and that's even, you know, you were talking about a lot of the health issues that we're dealing with. Another one is the Alzheimer's and dementia.
1: Yes. And they have linked that to there has been links that they have to aluminum toxicity, yes. which you can get from many mm-hmm. things, like
0: um, deodorant.
1: Aluminum, yes, uh, and it's in a lot of your skincare products, shampoos. Uh, everything i've read many times about the average person puts just in one morning puts a hundred about 180 to 200 chemicals in or on their body in one
0: morning and the thing about that is that anything you put into your body absorbs into your bloodstream within 26 seconds yeah like 26 seconds is all it a- <laughs>
1: It's in the soap, the chemicals. It's in the um, all the uh, lotions, uh, the hair sprays all the hair products uh, and there is alternatives to that i mean because you know everybody wants to you know be clean and everything but there's you can make uh, i'm a big diy person i'm making my own um products if i can especially cleaning products and that's a, a big issue to me too because it's like what you clean your home with your children are breathing that in constantly right. and especially in the wintertime when it's you know like in areas like 'Cause where I live it gets cold when and everything's closed up and, and it doesn't have any way to escape.
0: No, no From um, a lot of what I've read and heard, our actually our indoor environment is more toxic than it is outside because they've yeah. got,
1: indoor air is about. I've read different. Some say eighty uh, percent more toxic, and some say ninety percent more toxic uh, than the outdoor air. And I and I can believe that. I really can. Well, yeah, because um, they started
0: uh, when they started doing the flame retardant that contains formaldehyde. So it's in our clothes, it's in our couches, it's in the rugs, it's in our bedding, it's in our beds, it's in everything, you know, and it's not right. even just that, you know, let's talk about the electromagnetic field. I, that's something that a lot of people are having an issue with, and a lot of people don't even realize it.
1: And people think you're crazy when you talk
0: about it. Uh, People think I'm crazy anyway when <laughs> I talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and my, I re- literally, uh, so many people are not aware of that. I mean, that's, it's slowly becoming. And I got for my cell phone, I mean, cell phones are all, I mean, all this is great, our technology, but it's also paying a, pri- a price to yeah. our health. But there is, I have on my cell phone, electric magnetic, especially EMF locker that my phone is in. And also you should never hold the phone up to your uh, head. Do you,
0: do you can- know that there are actually, if when you get your cell phone in the, in the pamphlet that you get with it, it actually yeah. says in there that you should not have that phone I think it's within an inch or two inches of your body so we shouldn't even be holding it right you know and and these people and oh it kills me these people that put their cell phones in their pockets
1: yeah with my husband I, I kept trying to get him to understand that about that. And I, I felt like, you know, he's he's been a lot more careful and he's been using his speakerphone more now than putting it up to his head all the time. Yeah, I
0: always use my speakerphone. Oh, never,
1: never. I mean, I, in fact, I can tell as soon as I do, I can feel pain in my can head. Can you?
0: So you're sensitive. See, some people are sensitive like that yep. and others aren't. But then I'm not wondering because so many people don't know about the, the EMFs that we're being bombarded by. If they have symptoms like insomnia, the EMFs will cause you to have insomnia. I have a friend of mine, and she's always saying she has insomnia. Well, I've heard her talk multiple times about having her phone on her bedstand at night. And I told her, I said, you know what? I said, do an experiment. To don't put your cell phone, you know. By your bed, put your cell phone someplace else. But then I found out she sleeps in the living room. So if she's sleeping in the living room, is her, does she have a Wi Fi box in there, which is a lot of EMFs? Yeah.
1: Right. The, um, the smart meter thing now. And that's sort of something I, I, I battled with that with a long time like they have smart meters and you can't like in my case I can't get rid of the smart meter unless I it would cost me thousands and thousands of dollars my electric company and it's all in an individual what your electric company will do if you think that it's I even had a medical letter written by a doctor that you know to the company my provider or electric company but the only way they would move the smart meter off my house is if we paid to get put another pole in and then we had to pay I don't know it was that and we had to dig we'd have to dig a line and all this it had been thousands of dollars
0: and, and that's was, ridiculous, That's ridiculous because I'm sure you didn't ask for it to be put on your house, did you?
1: No, that's the thing. Now, see, they do send you a letter. They said they sent you a letter. But the thing is, the letter doesn't give you a choice. And they might have sent us a letter 10, 12 years ago when they did it. But they will just, if you actually, my um, electric company just pretty much laughed at me and made fun of me. Really? Yes, yes,
0: yes. Well, what did you say that, What what did you say that they... We're laughing about. Did you mention the EMFs?
1: Yes. They said, well, that's yeah. that, you know, all, you know, they just made light of it. You know, there is no such thing. There's no danger to it. That, you know,
0: crazy. Um Well, good. Then you know what? Take it off my house and put it on your house. That's just like these dentists saying that the fluoride ain't bad for you or, you know, going back to the vaccines together not bad for right, you. Right. Yeah. But, but you know what? You know what? The, the, the elite... Ill- Illuminati and the elite people, they're not vaccinating their kids. They're not giving them fluoride. No. They're they are not doing it. You know what? I mean, if they, you want me to do it, you want me to have my kids do it, then you do it. And they won't because they know how toxic it is. So that's ridiculous for them to want you to go ahead and pay to have something removed from your house that they made you put in that you didn't even want in the first place. That's I, absurd. But,
1: yeah. But, uh, you know, it depends on the company. Some companies will move it. And there is no way... that. I even know I did talk to um, supposed to be one of the top specialists about it, and he said I gave up the fight because I fought it for a long time. There's no way I could financially afford it. Plus, he also uh, the guy I talked to that was supposed to be a real um, hadn't done a lot of studies on it. He said there's no way to know that you if you move it that. For sure that it would, would even, you know, help, you know, there's no way to be sure of that. And he said, if they, if they will move it for you and not make you pay, then it, it's let them to go do it. But he said, if they're going to ask you to, to pay a thousands of dollars, which I couldn't even if I wanted to, he said, I want, I, I would just not do it. He said, because, because the thing is, it's so hard. Sometimes people move it and it doesn't help anyways. And there's different types of smart meters, and some are worse than
0: others, too. Well, see, the thing is, too, it might not help because of the fact that, again, we have the Wi-Fi boxes, we have the microwave microwaves, refrigerators, every, anything that runs in electricity. on electricity, that's the electromagnetic field, and it's actually hurting our electromagnetic field within our body. When I I had the It's Your Life magazine, I wanted to do an article on the electromagnetic field. And, I mean, during my research, they had said that when they first started putting electricity into, like, factories and stuff, the workers were complaining about headaches, they had flu symptoms. I mean, that should have been a, a sign right there. I mean, if all the employees or a big majority of your employees are all complaining about the same symptoms around the same time that this is put into a facility don't you think that you should be questioning why this is but they don't well I tell you
1: I have done there's different things you can do to protect yourself because there's no way to get away from electromagnetic field because they're in the right and everything because of all the cell phone towers and and uh, Everything else is out there. So there's no way to completely get away from them. But you can do things like, on my computer, I have a cover over my screen that blocks the EMF sun. And I also have a Himalaya salt lamp. Okay, I have one in my bedroom, but I turn it off at night. Because it, it's too, too bright. Yeah, I do. We,
0: we do too. We have one in our living room and one in our bedroom.
1: And I have one right beside my computer on it. It's on 24 hours a day. And I have one right beside, I have in each room, I have. One and I keep them on all the time, except the one in the bedroom I do turn off at night because it's too bright. Right. But I turn the first thing I get up in the morning I turn it on and leave it on all day. And it's good for allergies and it helps clean air and mm-hmm. it also helps to eliminate or calm down those EMF.
0: Right. So. And there's other things too that when I was doing my research, I was looking to give people things that they could do to deal with the electromagnetic field. And at first everything that I was finding was like some kind of pad that you put under your laptop, and it was hundreds of dollars. Uh-huh. And I was, I was just thinking, this is crazy. There's got to be something else. And what I found is that some of the crystals, black tourmaline, is one of them. It's excellent, and it's not expensive. That's something that we could keep on us. Um, That protects you
1: from EMF.
0: Yes, black tourmaline. It's a crystal. Okay, I I was was not aware of. Also, pyrite. Pyrite is another one that protects against the electromagnetic field. And then there's a mineral that I discovered during that research research called shungite. Shungite is actually a mineral that comes from Russia, and it also contains pyrite and quartz, and it is in the carbon family. So it's been used to purify water, and it's actually a very powerful mineral. It's said to contain all of the medicinal properties and all the energies of all the crystals. So that's something that we have. When you were talking, what you have on the back of your phone, we have a shungite patch. It's got shungite powder on it, and then we have the patch that we stick to our phones. And then my husband and I wear shungite, and I actually sell shungite over at the uh, local market that I go to. And also, if anybody's interested in a shungite, you can go to hborganicskincare.com, and I have it on my website also, too.
1: That's the need now, It really is. I'll have to check into that.
0: Yeah, and the thing about, the unique thing about shungite, too, is that you can actually measure the resistance like all crystals have energy, but you, they can't be measured. My husband does electronic repair and he has this device that measures energy resistance. And when we first got the shungite, we wanted to see to, to make sure that it was real. And we tested it. We took the other other crystals and put the probes on them and nothing happened, but we put them on the shungite. You could see that energy. And the thing is, is that another thing the shungite does by wearing it is our, the cells in our body are supposed to go clockwise. But because of the electromagnetic field that we're bombarded by, it makes them go counterclockwise. So by wearing the shungite, what we're doing is the shungites turning our cells back again to go clockwise like they're supposed to. A lot of people have dealt with health issues and started wearing the shungite and actually saw a reduction and even been non-existent in what they were dealing with. Mm, That's very interesting. Yeah, it's, I found it really interesting. And like I said, I found that when I was doing my research for the article in the magazine is when I found that. And then I just got very involved and started carrying it. And I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll wrap the uh, wire wrap, the Shungite, and I sell them as necklaces. And then I also sell... Uh, small nuggets. I do three in a organza bag, and you can put those in your glass of water, and it'll purify your water. And it'll energize it, too, because water has memory. You can actually program your water. Uh, Dr. Emoto, you can find his work on YouTube. He did a lot with that. How not just our words but also our emotions and our feelings have an effect on water and when we say kind things you know thank you i love you beautiful crystals form in the water but when people say ugly things or think ugly things and not just to somebody else but even about yourself too this is why we need to be careful about what we're thinking and what we're saying and the words we're choosing because our words are very powerful but when the, when people spewed out ugly words there weren't these beautiful crystals it was like oh is what it looked like so then that may makes me wonder also too if our thoughts our emotions and our words have an effect on water like that and we're what like 98 percent water something like that 96
1: well i do believe very much that a body mind and spirit are all very connected mm-hmm. um in so many ways uh, that you know if you're healthy negativity of, of thoughts can make you sick if you constantly think negative or or just I, I'm i not someone that believes that if you because you believe something it's going to happen just because you believe it but how you think if you think positive it can definitely have an effect on how your body functions and you can you know overcome things much quicker right more positive thought
0: right right exactly exactly and not only that, um, Greg Braden. Have you have you ever listened to any of Greg Braden's stuff? Are you familiar with his work?
1: I'm not sure offhand. I, I might have. I just can't recognize it offhand.
0: Okay, he um, gave a uh, on YouTube gave a talk, and I wish I could remember the name of it, but I can't. But he was talking about how they're monitoring space, and in space they found this enormous just black space. There's nothing there, just black, and they've been monitoring this space. And when 9-11 happened, they noticed activity in the space and they're like, whoa, what's that? So then they also noticed it around Christmas time. So the, the what they concluded was that so many people during those two times were feeling the same emotions and the same feelings and it was put out because everything is energy, right? Mm-hmm. So that energy was being put out into the universe. So yeah. what we do, what we say, what we think not only affects us, it affects the the other people in the world and it also affects our planet so we you know we want to speak positive things we want to think positive things you know not just to, to others but also about ourselves you know and not be ugly we live in a very complex world and our bodies are very complex and it's just a matter of understanding i mean these are things we should be taught in school and we're not Instead, we learn all this other BS that doesn't help us in life at all. So let's talk more about uh, about your blog content. Okay,
1: my blog is a lot variety of things. I mean, um, I have I do uh, things about organic gardening, and I have different categories and stuff, and and I just do I do articles on allergies and different things to help allergies or and environmental issues are about anything like the emfs the um
0: now you said that you you like to make your own cleaning products so do you put these recipes up on your blog
1: yes i do i i, I do i have quite a few uh, and i do uh, i have the recipes in dyi remedies and solutions and Lucy they're under that category um um I only make, I make, um, I don't buy any cleaning pots. We only use baking soda, peroxide, and I use vinegar and I make my own vinegar cleaner with, I use orange pills and put uh, soak them in vinegar in, in uh, like a two quart jar for about a month put them on the windowsill and it will absorb the citrus you just take the peelings now of the oranges or la- uh, any kind of citrus but i use oranges because that's what my husband eats all the time in the winter is oranges and but you can use lemons and you know because you know a lot of the products you buy in the store have a lot of citrus you know that's it's a big cleaner It helps you clean a lot. And I'll tell you what, my husband, he cleans our shower still a while because I can't do it myself. But he said it's the best thing that he's ever used. Really? (laughs) Yes. And it's so easy to make. It's just a matter. I I collect the peelings. uh, I keep them in a plastic bag in the refrigerator as he eats them. When I get enough, I put them in a a two-quart. A mason jar. I use. You can use any size you want, really. Um, but I use a two quart mason jar, and um, I usually do this in the wintertime, And I'll put a, put it on my windowsill, and I leave it there three to four weeks. I'll put it. I put my date on top, and it it. Uh, and you can see it slowly coloring, getting darker and dark. And you pour white vinegar over it and cover up the um, orange pills. Okay. And you don't have to fill it up to the very top with orange pills, but, you know, I put, I want to get a good bit of citrus in there, you know. And so I, I feel at least, you know, like halfway with citrus pills. And then I, I pour the white vinegar over and then just let it sit on the windowsill. And I said, like I said, I date it so I know, cause I'm usually doing a couple you know and then I'll wait to have more and then I'll date that one and, and I make sure it's at least three weeks Lucy. I make it you know four weeks and by the time it's done and I'll take and strain it because you take the orange pills out and you strain it out uh, just get the liquid you know and everything and I and then store it in a, a glass mason jar and put it somewhere dark you know like in a drawer you know I don't let it set out Um, and I use that I'll, I'll, I'll make it throughout the winter and you know, i'll have a number of jars and i give some to my sister and all that she uses it all the time too because uh, she really liked it when she used it and uh, my mother and stuff and I, we use that all the time we just put it in a spray bottle in fact i gotta start making some because i'm almost out of it from last week.
0: <laughs> so that's all you're using is vinegar with orange peels and you okay. say no, now one of the, the one of the things that I've had a hard time with with the natural products is because we're in Louisiana, it's very hot here, it's very humid here, and things rust and they get moldy. Mold is a big issue down here. Yes. And that's something that we have not been able to figure out how to deal with what's out, outside of you using bleach.
1: Well, vinegar is very good uh to get rid of mold, uh there's also uh tea tree. Excuse me, I said pre tea, tea tree oil. I can't say that ever. uh It's very good to put a couple drops of that. I use essential oils too at times to clean. And we get mold around our, our windows in uh, one extra room where we store our food and vegetables and everything for the winter, and it's not heated or anything. And of course, it will get a lot of moisture on windows and mold start growing in there and my husband takes in because I'm very allergic to mold so I uh, he takes in he'll wipe it off with with uh, vinegar spray with the vinegar and citrus spray or even just plain vinegar will help get rid of mold. And the tea tree oil, uh, there's different recipes with that, with tea tree oil. And I think you could. Liptus is also helpful in mold. You can actually put, if you want to make a stronger smell of the citrus, you can also just use like essential oil. Put a couple drops of orange or lime or, or grapefruit in to make it stronger and, and give it a stronger smell because everybody likes you know the nice smell of the of the citrus and i do that too with my cleaner and i use baking soda and with the vinegar solution, which, you know, it foams all up it, in my bathroom all the time. Uh, that's all I use. A peroxide I use all the time. They clean our windows. We clean, we have big picture windows in our family room. My husband uses really pretty much, it's half water and half hydrogen peroxide. And that's what he cleans and it cleans great. cleans the wind, windows great with uh fine toxic Windex or whatever it is. Oh, and vinegar is so strong smelling and the smell bothers me so He uses the peroxide. And I always have bottle, we have a bottle, spray bottle valve I use to clean my floors either the hydrogen peroxide half water half hydrogen peroxide or the vinegar spray and that's what I use to clean on my floors which I have the, they're laminated wood
0: but we have that too
1: and they clean very well I'll use either one or you know I'll switch off and on and I, if I first use a mop that dusts it you know get all the dirt up and I clean that up and then I spray it with that on the other side of the mop is like I'll a cleaning part, you know, that has little rivets on. Um and it uh spray and then and, and can't believe the dirt it picks up.
0: Um, so so the your, what size mason jar are you using when you're infusing the orange peels into the vinegar? I
1: use a two quart. That's just my preference because I have two big wide two quarts of orange. Now if you wanted to do something bigger you could or smaller you could. You could use one quart.
0: How how far do you fill it with the orange peel? Are you filling it halfway up, all the way up? How far are you going up with your well, orange I pills? I do
1: normally at least halfway up. Sometimes I'll I'll go a, a little more than that, and then I pour. You got to keep the orange pills covered because it will. After a while, you after a week or so, you see it. It will start going down because you know the pillings are absorbing. Then I put more vinegar in it because I keep it. So you keep the orange pills covered. I fill it up to the top, and every once a while I add a little bit more vinegar if I see if it's going down so so they don't start to mold All right now one
0: of the things one of the things I do is I infuse olive oil with with herbs so the process is very much the same like what you're talking about but now with me like the first week that I'm infusing them I don't have a, a lid that covers it I just put a paper towel over the top of it with a rubber band, and I put that over that for a week. Do you have to do something similar like that with infusing the the vinegar, or can you just go ahead and put a a, a lid on it and close you it tight?
1: Put a, a lid on, uh, and, and you can now. If you use a metal lid, it will rust after well. But so if you if you can a plastic lid, probably is a, a little better. You know, because uh, eventually the metal lid, you know, will, will um, rust. rust on you.
0: But you want to make sure that plastic lid is BPA-free, folks. Yes. Definitely BPA-free.
1: And I have regular glass jars that I bought and one place I found them online was Uline that I store my food in like if I make a broth that you can freeze and we freeze we buy raw milk and
0: Is it it legal where you are?
1: Well they have to yes it's legal as long as they have a license they have to go through a whole you know
0: Jump jump through hoops
1: Yeah but there's places to get it that you know it's legal to do uh, Here in
0: Louisiana here in Louisiana it's not legal Mm -hmm. it is not legal to sell raw milk not even for use with your animals all across the board here in Louisiana it's illegal but there are farmers who do sell it Mm -hmm. so if you know the right people you can buy it we were buying it from one farmer and I went there one day to 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 get my milk and there was a sheriff's car sitting out, out there and i thought oh man they're gonna bust this dude my son was with me and he's going come on mom let's just go let's just go and i said no yeah, yeah. i was thinking about it i was sitting there for a while. i was thinking about it. i said you know what i'm just gonna go in there and pretend like i'm just a friend of his that came by to say hey you know nothing wrong with doing that right so i go in there and uh the sheriff's standing there talking to him you know why the sheriff was there the sheriff was buying raw milk <laughs> uh-huh oh that's that's,
1: good. that's that's good.
0: It is good you know it, it, it was nice to see that he wasn't busting them yeah. or anything that you know he was actually doing business with him.
1: We have a lot an area I live in and uh, there's a lot of Amish um, and Mennonites and everything especially near where my mother lives which isn't that far away uh, but even and that's where we usually get our raw milk. And we get it because we freeze it then. And if you get these glass jars, especially made to freeze stuff with, and they have plastic lids on, and you can't fill the jar the whole way up because, you know, it needs to expand. And right. What we do, will buy a good bit at a time because we're, you know, it, we don't have anybody real, real close. But, and my husband drinks a lot of milk, you know, and I make my own raw yogurt. So we, uh, so that we don't, You know, and of course, we'll spoil um, if you don't, you know, if you let it go too long. Right. So we freeze it. And i tell you what, I thought, you know, first that one worked, but it doesn't change the taste at all. And in the glass jars, you don't have to worry about the plastic because I don't really like, you know, freezing things in plastic.
0: Well, that's not, yeah, that's not good. We don't want to do that. Just like we don't want to heat things up in plastic either.
1: Um, so that's that's what we do, how we keep our raw milk. And, you know, we could keep, keep um, buy a number of gallons at once and, you know, put them in these jars and, and they don't break. They just really don't uh whatever they're made of they're made for especially for freezing things or you know and and where do you
0: get those from
1: it's a company called and this is the only place i've ever found them because i mean i searched a long time until i found them i knew they were available but i could it's line. it's u and i think dash line L I N
0: E. yes i'm pretty sure that's what it is they say, yeah we've done we've done some business with them ourselves
1: and they have things that you can't get anywhere else. And that's the only place I've ever really found them. And I, of course, once you buy them, we have them. And really, I had one that broke, that chipped after I got it, and they replaced it for me.
0: Really? Yes.
1: Yes. And I bought sweet. Quart ones, and I bought two quart ones, and I bought pint ones because I put my broth in the pint ones, you know, sometimes and that kind of stuff. So, and, you know, they're, yeah, they're a little costly, but. It's not like you have to, once you have them, you can reuse them and reuse them and reuse them.
0: Right. It's a one-time cause.
1: Right. Right. And they have like a plastic, a BPA-free plastic lid. They don't recommend you using the metal lids to on the, you know, in the
0: freezer like that. So going back to your cleaning product with the orange peel and the, the vinegar, you were saying that you fill your, you use a two-quart jar and you fill it about half no, halfway up how I long does tested. it take how long does it take you to get all those orange peels your husband must eat a lot of oranges
1: he does in the winter time he he really eats oranges cuz he's one thing um he takes vitamin B12 um and he and he hasn't got a cold or anything from now ever since he's been t- taking B12 and eating oranges. And, t- and he ups his vitamin C and he knows. And he loves oranges. And it's hard to, during is sometimes, it's hard to get the oranges uh, around he- this area that are good. or And they're so expensive, what you do get, and then you're not good. But in the wintertime, we can get them unless it's the right season in the stores. Um, and you can get, now, I even make a candy candy out of the orange peels, but now I buy organic oranges to do that.
0: So how long does it take you to be able to get enough orange peels to fill that half quart jar halfway?
1: Well, he eats at least one or two a day and... Wow. Of oranges in the wintertime. So he can, and I keep them in the refrigerator in, in a plastic bag because they will go, they will get moldy. Orange and stuff get moldy very fast. Uh, and so I have to, I, I got to watch them that they don't get mold on because they, you know, if there's mold on them, I throw them out because you, you don't want, definitely don't want to be making cleaner with that. Right. So I, I um it probably maybe be a week or two weeks I get enough. I mean, because, you know, he gets the big navel oranges and,
0: and now, um, what kind? What are you storing it in? You know, to to spray. What kind of? What is the? Uh, I mean, is it like an ounce jar? or Is it two ounces? I'm curious as to how much this. What you're making? How much does it make?
1: Well, I I keep once I empty it out and everything. Um, you will probably get maybe about three. Uh, over a quart, probably about a quart and a half, you end up getting out of it. Oh, wow, that's pretty I good. I think. I mean, that's about what, that, what I. I've never actually measured it, but I know that it takes me to. And then I store it in the uh, other glass mason jars. And then um, a quart to a quart and a half, at least, I get out of the one jar. So I, I do maybe six or seven jar for fools throughout the winter. And I, you know, as I keep keep on you know, on the windowsill and jade him in and i watch them, and then once i know if the month's over i you know i drain it out and and infuse it and just drain it off and put it in the jars and then I pour some into uh when we want to use it, we pour them into the um spray bottle. Right. I just, or the spray bottle. And if you want to put some water into it, but I usually use it full strength, but you can water it down if you want to.
0: Now is there a ratio if somebody wants to dilute it? You know, somebody's listening to go, wow, I want to do this, and they want to dilute it. Is there a ratio? Well,
1: I, I would think it would be just be what whatever you how strong you want. And like I said, I put, I actually do put some few drops of orange essential oil in and sometimes a few drops of lemon in just to help with the, give it more of a citrus smell. And plus it just gives it a little more boost. That's my personal thing. And then I just... You know, as we, you know, we fill the spray bottle up, and when it's empty, we refill it. I just use a funnel to pour it in.
0: So why don't you go ahead and give our listeners your blog address or whatever you want to give them so that they can come and they can see when they can learn more about living a happier, healthier life.
1: My um, website is organic4, and that's the number 4, green Livings, and that's with an s. dot com, and you know I have a lot of I think good, very good information about a lot of different things.
0: Um, you do, you do, and it, and Marla, I must say, you 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 are a good writer.
1: Well, I I also take guest posts because, and honestly, uh, sometimes it's hard to keep the blog up and keep. You know, it takes a lot, a lot of work. But I think it's because also to get other people's point of view and ideas and my ideas just to give the best information possible. But I'm also picky at what I take.
0: Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I, I am too.
1: I'm not just going to take anybody's and I take guest posts or I take sponsored posts if someone wants to advertise through a sponsored post or something like that if it's you know a product that I believe in I take them on um, too. and it's just my mission is just to give the best information as possible and give The best ideas, I have things about recycling and how to recycle. I I use an engraffs that people send to me and then, you know, I put on there that, you because know, sometimes the visual effect is real good with uh, within grass. I get a lot of people that like them. And I do you know anything about organic gardening, green living. I have a section about a turn of health and herbs and vitamins. Recipes.
0: Your you recipes. recipes. I have
1: some recipes, yes. I have more um recipes are more DIY. Occasionally I'll put a smoothie recipe on or something like that or uh, around the holidays I might put some recipes for cake or, or a certain type of healthy dessert or a healthy snack for your kids uh, how to make you know peanut butter uh, healthy peanut butter or something like that I know I did that before protein snacks how to make your own protein snacks that are healthy for kids or for adults or anybody I also have a, a new section uh, called other health issues it's about recovery uh, a lot of it is is addiction programs that use alternative holistic ways and stuff and it's something that I just got into and people have sent me information on that and I thought that was important how they are helping people with any type of addiction whether it's alcohol, drugs anything with holistic um, forms of treatment integrated with regular treatment and I have a lot of information on that too.
0: Is there anything else that they'll find there? Sounds like you got a lot of good stuff on we there. I about
1: how to recycle and not what you should recycle and how to recycle there's loads of stuff on here like how to eat uh, healthier or you know what is the best foods like I know I remember i an article about what to eat when you're pregnant i'm not someone that believes in in the vegan lifestyle but i will put things in about eating vegetarian not that i directly believe in that but it's a personal choice but because i know some people do so i will i do have things i I think i think i just post one about uh, how to get protein, vegetarian protein. There's just loads of information. I've been doing this for about seven years so on this blog, so I've accumulated a lot of good information.
0: How often do you blog?
1: Well, lately I've been blogging a lot more because I've been getting quite a few guest posts. So I, usually the only day I don't post a blog is usually Sundays. Most of time I don't post one Sundays, but other days, usually I post at least one blog and and some are guest posts, of course, and some are I've written, some are...
0: And you also write blog posts for other blogs, other websites. You do that also too, don't you?
1: I have at times, yes. I, I'm trying to think of... Uh, sometimes i exchange their, you know, from one blogger, I've written posts um, especially about gardening seems to be I thing I've done a good bit about an exchange post with another blogger and then they write me a post and I write them a post. I've done that quite a bit.
0: And um, one more thing that I want to mention before we, we close the show is that you and your husband, you work with a organization called Join Hands. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, after Join Hands is a local, I, I think They're in different areas, but it's, they help people that, you know, don't have, especially at Christmas time that, you know, with children that their parents can't afford to get them Christmas gifts. They provide Christmas dinner for them uh, and and all the churches and everything around all, anybody can participate, uh, give money or give food. And they, me and my husband started a couple years ago, we were, he was going to start making bird houses and all that. And we started making rocking horses and we were going to do that. It was just what he was going to do after he we retired. Well, it didn't turn out so great because we just couldn't sell them. It's hard to sell crafts, it really is. But, anyways, we decided with the rocking horse. I said, you know, Christmas, what Christmas really is about is about giving. And I said, I would really like to be able to give to some child. And, you know, a a rocking horse, you know, since we make these, Give one, and and any kid would love to have a rocking horse. And and, and Uh, they're big, so they can, you know, from age two to, I mean, you have them for a number of years. We don't make the tiny ones. You make them pretty big. They're about 42 inches high, I think, or something like that. And we make and donate the rocking horse every year to join hands. And then they find a child that will not be able to get a Christmas gift, and they give that child and they give them other things too. And I've we've donated, you know, some other things to stuffed toys and stuff for children. But many, it's, they they depend on that rocking horse every year.
0: <laughs> How <laughs> long have you been doing that?
1: We've done that for about five years now, and we just finished one for this year. We just got it done because mm-hmm. my husband asked We my husband been painting lately, so I uh, can't paint in the house. Yesterday and it has to be warm enough out, so he has to start before it gets too cold. And so, and then we just finished it yesterday. Now I help him with the tail. We use yarn and all that, and the mane we use like upholstery fringe is what I ended up finding that look really works great and it's easy to attach. And I help him with that, and we make the saddle every year that we make it a little bit different. Different color, different saddles, and we put on the bridle and the saddle and everything. And they're usually really nice, and they're sturdy. They're very sturdy because he makes them. My husband makes things. He makes them that they're going to stay together, that they aren't going to fall apart. And this year's one was is for a little girl because we had I had bought this pink yarn a couple years ago, and I still had it, and I used all my other yarn up. So I had pink yarn, I had pink um, covering for the saddle with that had little horses on and we had a pink mane. So I said, it, they'll just have to give it to a little girl. Right. And we, we put some like frilly things on it and everything. And, and it is really pretty. And I'm just, and then they usually send us a picture if they can of the child with it. And that makes my Christmas. It really does.
0: That is so sweet
1: that you know that, that that some little child has got a rocking horse that you know that they're be able to play with for quite a few years and sometimes you know it's two kids together in the same household and it makes my Christmas it really does I've really felt that I've done something worthwhile to give to some child that will not would not have had a Christmas gift right because the families can't afford it and there's a lot of families out there that can't and that's like what Christmas is about. Is about giving, loving, and and that's the way we give. And even though I never get to meet the child or know who the child is, it's just the idea that I know that I have helped somebody.
0: Right. We need more of that in the world, too. Less toxins, more love, and more helping. Excuse me? I said less toxins, more love, and more helping.
1: Right. And that's what my blog is about, is to help people. If I've helped one person that I've accomplished and it's been
0: all worth all the work. Right. Yeah, I, I understand that. All right, Marla, it has been great having you here on the show today. If you could give your blog address one more time for our listening audience, please.
1: Organicforgreenlivings.com.
0: Okay, you've been listening to It's Your Life. My name, I've been your host, Joyce Wheeler, and this has been a production of the Natural Bliss Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to It's Your Life with Joyce Wheeler, a production of Natural Bliss Podcast for a better quality of life.